Looking for a local spot to make swag for your brand, podcast, or anything in between? Eastside Pin Co. has experience making enamel pins, badges, keychains, medals, and patches. Have an idea of what you want? Chris can help bring your idea to life. You can find them online at eastsidepinco.com. That's E-A-S-T-S-I-D-E-P-I-N-C-O.com. And you can send all inquiries to chris at eastsidepinco.com. Mention this ad to take 10% off your order. Eastside Pinco. Hit them up. Hey, welcome back to Tunes Tunes Podcast. I'm your host, Harold. As always, you can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast, T-U-N-E-S slash T-O-O-N-S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Got that boy, Dylan Eubanks, back in the house. What up? What up, bruh? Yo, yo. <laughs> uh, real quick, though, guys, so give a shout out to Mint Apparel here at the top of the hour. Mint Apparel has what you need if you're looking for a local shop to do screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl. They can even take care of your branding and logo design needs. Check them out at mintapparel.com. That's M-E-N-T apparel.com or on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also request a quote by emailing them directly at info at mintapparel.com. Shout out to you boys. Love the shirts. Shout out to John Knight. He's a good man. Um, Dylan, man, I've been wanting to have people back in. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we started. Um it's cool to have people on to do like the uh, the more uh, serialized episodes I have where I do like a traditional thing where we talk through like the animation, the music that was like really iconic to us when we were growing up. Yeah. Um, but I really want to have people back on that are like super into like projects that they're working on mm-hmm. um, and really just people that have like like interests. And I think it would be cool to get like just like a, a better feel or get to know like some of the guests I've had on a little bit better. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, man, thanks for agreeing to come through and shoot the shit. Dude, any time. I know. And we were talking about it's like that long ass episode we did was like two hours long and I was yeah. fucking faded. <laughs> Vanessa House came through on that one. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Uh, that was such a fun episode. Um, I mean, we just talked about anything and everything. And I know. It was like... <laughs> The most random shit. Yeah, and you said it was like two plus hours? Two Two hours hours and eight minutes. minutes. It's the longest episode I've ever done. That's, it makes me feel, makes me feel something. (laughs) You're the benchmark, man. You're the, you're the zenith. Fight me. (laughs) Everybody's coming for your crown now. I don't know that I'll ever do an episode that's that long again. I'm shooting for like 45 to an hour-ish. Yeah. Usually, maybe hour and a half. That's a long episode, two hours. But fucking two hours and eight minutes. God damn. Do you know the other one that was the four minutes shorter mm-hmm. was like a bracket episode? I've been doing those a lot. Yeah. And that was with two other people. Yeah. And that took, and that was barely two hours, over two hours. Yeah. Just me and you, two hours, eight I minutes. I was like, fuck me. <laughs> it was fun though, man. Uh, <laughs> it was a blast. I know we talked about the way that, you know, I guess like we had some behind the curtains talk, but D and D episodes, they are like two two hours normally. You're sitting pretty. Oh yeah, I mean, like, dude, you get lost in that though. Mm-hmm. Lost yeah. in the sauce. The thing is, though, is if 
you record a D&D episode and it's released at two hours, you record it for probably three and a half. You know? Yeah, you and, cut cutting shit out. Yeah. Oh, dude, you got to cut shit Bathroom all the time. breaks. Yeah. Bathroom People shooting breaks. the shit. Yeah. Oh, dude, there's so much shit to be shot while you're recording a D&D podcast. <laughs> for sure. My guy, are we talking about D&D? Off the bat? Uh, I mean, we I'm can gonna, do that. We can do that. If, if you're feeling you froggy. Want. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so, yeah, I love, like, I've been playing for a few years now, mm-hmm. um, and I wish I'd gotten to it sooner because it's so much fucking fun, yeah. especially when you have a DM like we have. Um, shout out to Adam. He's a the one-of-a-kind DM. God bless him. Way to go, Adam. So we're doing a, uh, we're playing 5e, Yeah. Um, but we're doing it. We did a homebrew that he's writing based off of um, Dark Tower, Stephen King. And Dude, it's, fuck you. That sounds sick. awesome. Um, it is so sick. Uh, so it's a gunslinger campaign. So are you all gunslingers? Yeah. We're, well, we're oh multi-classing yeah. uh, with a gunslinger. That's And tight. so um, I'll just tell you about my character if that's yeah. cool. Like, I, uh, So he basically was like, Dude, I don't give a fuck what your character is, yeah. what universe they come from. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck you want to do, yeah. and then we'll just multi-class gunslinger, and that's how we'll like include that. Mm-hmm. So, like, literally, one of uh, like my one of my best friends from high school, Paul, he is playing a symbiote. He's basically Venom, right? He literally oh, has wow. like two minis, uh-huh. like before and after, like Venom, like activates, yeah, and even like two sets of dice for like that's the cool. character. It's like he's like super like yeah into it. So like. That's a character, and then there's, like, a paladin that's, like, a guy that's, like, a good old boy from, like, Kentucky. Nice. And so, but he's, like, a paladin, doesn't know that he has, like, powers. Mm-hmm. So we're all from different universes. And I'm actually playing a guy named Gene Starwin from one of my favorite shows, Outlaw Star. Oh, okay. And so he's, like, a kind of a bounty hunter type, but he has, like, a gun that shoots bullets, but they're infused with magic, so it's perfect for, like, this campaign. Right. So I'm multi-classing a wizard and... uh so yeah, like multi-class wizard and gunslinger. Nice. So um, he always works with us. Our DM works with us to like kind of make our character not break the game. Right, like have it make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, uh, I'm like the that character that I'm playing has um, the gun. It's called a caster because yeah. it's uh, it's the gun that casts magic. Mm-hmm. So uh, the way he had me like roll it up is like I'm doing traditional gun damage, yeah, like the roll to hit, and then uh, if I like if I hit with the gun damage, mm-hmm. I can. Um, it, it's also like the hit for my um, for like uh, my spell mm-hmm. or like whatever I'm doing like with yeah. that with the gun. So I do the gun damage on top of my um, spell slots, right. That's so like dope. it's fucking crazy, yeah. and then I have like uh, cantrips like mm-hmm. firebolt. Oh yeah, so I'm doing like I'm doing like a D8 with like a D10 damage on top of stuff, mm-hmm. like off the bat, like. But in it's fucking crazy fifth edition, if you cast, oh, I guess it's that's different. So yeah, in fifth edition, the spells like a cantrip isn't a full round; it's like a quick, yeah. quick action. Yeah, so you could do that. And then shoot and your gun use, off once, right? And it doesn't use a spell slot. Yeah. So I'm like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you just do it all the time. But it's... That one, I mean, that's decent damage for what it is. Mm-hmm. And of course, it gets higher as, like, the class, like, your level goes up. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, this class, like, this could potentially break the fucking game. Gunslingers are dumb. But he's, a. Uh, I I mean, he's, like, not necessarily nerfing us, but... Mm-hmm. 
he's like making the encounters aren't like bullshit encounters. Like, yeah, I've got down to four hit points. The last the last uh, session we had, mm-hmm. we had two encounters, and I got down like four hit points on one. And then we did we did like a he we had some spells, so I got I got healed up. Yeah. And then the very next one, I think I got down to like two hit points. Dude. So he's like he's fucking us. What level are you? Uh, we started at level three. Okay. But so we're taking a level. Um, so like when we level up, it's either you level up, you got to pick which, uh, cause we're multi-class. So right. you're either taking the gunslinger le- mm-hmm. a level or, uh, you're the other one I'm doing as a wizard. So right. I'm either taking that a level up or a, a gunslinger. And then we're taking like, um, our, um, you know, whenever you have like the, uh, boosts, what is it called? The, um, the, uh, each, uh every so often your abilities go oh, up, um, um, I can't even think of what that's called right now. Ability score increase. Right, 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 right. Uh, that has to, those only happen at the milestones where your level and your multi-class adds up to those. So I think it's like level four and level eight. Right. So I'd have to have like four levels of gunslinger and then four levels of wizard to be level eight. Right. So that's yeah. kind of where we're, he's like making it to where it makes sense within the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he's also like making the encounters not be like, it's not easy. It's like, yeah. Every round, I'm like, ooh, like, well, with the, this might fuck me. With the gunslingers, you have to, you know, because yeah. they are so... They can get out of hand very quickly just because of how the gun mechanic works in D&D 5th edition. Um, you can really, like, shoot your shot, I guess, so to speak. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, because my... Actually, my last character that I made was a gunslinger, and his name was Ludwig Lockhart. Shit. Uh, he was a level 12 gunslinger, and I had built a blunderbuss, and I had my pistol, and, like, you know, you get those, um, <clears throat> the gunslingers, what are they? You, you have, the like, the skill points, right, that you have, like, a little bank of them that you can use to... right. Like, essentially, unload your entire gun, which, like, the first gun has four bullets, I'm pretty sure, and then you have to reload. Um, So you can, like, use one point to shoot twice instead of once, and then uh, use one to where, like, it will do max damage on the hit and just all that. And, you know, once you're level 12, you have, like, four... I think I had four or six because it depends on your wisdom modifier. Right. And so, you know, if your wisdom modifier is six, then you have six of these points that you can use. So I would just wait until we had this encounter and, you know, like a multi-tiered encounter where it's like, okay, well, there's a bunch of these, like there's like 10 kobolds here, but then I know that there's going to be something big after this. So I'll just save up my points until the big motherfucker shows up, and then I'm going to blast his ass (laughs) as soon as he walks out. Bust your nut on him. Yeah, just like, all right, I'm using all four of my skill things to maximize damage, uh, make the second hit, you know, or, like, make this hit 100%, like, just by using this point and, you know, shooting four bullets at once. So it's like the first two shots are going to do a shitload of damage, and then... Like with the pistol, it does one d eight points or one d ten points of damage regardless right. anyway. So it's like I could so you're having that on top of whatever you're like compounding to exactly. it exactly. So 
I'm going to potentially hit this thing for 80 points of damage off the yeah. top, you know? And then if you crit? Oh, if you crit, then it's just like... You're freaking critting in the clit. Dude. It's like freaking, yeah. And that's what, it happened. We're like at a low level right now. Yeah. But I did, I, I critted on one of my rolls and I'm like, God damn, we took yeah. like, like the attack that I happened to do was like going to do 20 something damage, but ended up doing like 45 yeah. off top. And that's a level three? Yeah. Isn't that ridiculous? Oh, that, that's dead. That's a dead thing. That's just a puddle it's of It's crazy. Goop. Well, and he's also, I mean, he's doing that to where he's making them tougher than- Mm-hmm. A little bit tougher than we should be able to handle. Well, that's the, yeah. I mean, but like, he's like, he's, he writes the story to our, mm-hmm. he sees how the shit's going and he's yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna, yeah, you gotta crank gonna it up. Fucked. <laughs> Which well, is not like going, he's not setting out to kill us, but he's right. like, this is not, gotta, this is gonna be a walk in the park. Exactly. I mean, so there's certain classes in D&D, and there always have been classes like this where if you have, so in fifth edition, if you have a, Gunslinger, it's safe to assume to turn the difficulty up a little bit. Oh, yeah. In 3.5, it was a scion. If there was a scion, like, once the scion gets to a certain level, you essentially have the most difficult, like, the most difficult time being a DM because you have to find a way to split the party without it feeling like you're splitting the party because the scion is so overpowered. Like, a level 12 scion is essentially like a level 20 any other character. Fuck me. That's how much damage they can do. That's how many hit points they is have. Is it just broke or what? It was broke as fuck. Uh, okay. Like, they, they could... You were saying they were OP as hell? Yeah, they're, they're so OP. So it's just like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to put, like, a trap door to where, <laughs> like, the scion falls into a pit of fucking... <laughs> Giants, I guess. And <laughs> There's then, a free uh, whole person that only works on science. Oh, that, that's what you are. Isn't yeah. it? Oh, dang. <laughs> Shucks. Yeah, just shit like that. But he'll, he'll, like, RDM, like I say, he's not out to, like, fuck us. Yeah. But he also wants us to have fun, but then he also wants it to be, make sense with the mechanics of the game. Yeah. So, like, well, I can do that damage, but, like, we, so, like, one of the encounters was, like, a scorpion that had, like, four claws instead of two. Rad. And so that's two, four, Five account, five attacks. Yeah, to uh, one for each claw, and then one for the stinger. Yeah. So like, if two of us are attacking him, you know, I'm taking like four of those. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you mm-hmm. just did a shitload of damage to he. Like, it's just rational, right? He's like, you just did a shitload of damage to this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, he's gonna be attacking you. He wants to get rid of the threat. Yeah. So definitely. I'm like, Ugh. so I'm taking a brunt of the damage. So every time I'm like. My freaking butt's puckered every time. Right. And then, so it's like, but he's like funny because like he's a little sadistic, but not in a bad way. It's like, yeah. He'll, uh, so I got like stung by the stinger. So mm-hmm. I took poison damage. Yeah. But what he does is like gives us, he gives us the poison dice okay. and we have to roll it nice. on our turn. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> um, yeah. I rolled one every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, dude. Snake uh, eyes, bro. I don't yeah. know what happened. I don't know. I don't know. Must be my lucky day. Man, it's fun though, dude. And yeah. I've been super into it and I've loved like getting to know the game and like rolling characters and like learning. And really, I mean, I've always played a rogue. Yeah. And like this this uh <clears throat> this campaign he's like really pushed me to be like, dude, don't play a rogue. Yeah. Like we're not doing any rogues. I'm not gonna push you to make a rogue. Uh but 
my last two levels with Ludwig were in Rogue just for that sneak attack. Dude, it's and so if ridiculous. You, if you add sneak attack to like your first shot as a gunslinger and if you tack on the, you know, maximize damage or whatever plus sneak attack, dude. It's redonkulous. Yeah. There was one, because like, the last character that I rolled was it. Was a, we were doing like a, uh, it was based off of the um, Goblin comic. Yeah. Was that, that, he was writing, I think I told you about yeah, that. Yeah, that's what we talked about the first time yeah, I was on the show. Yeah, that's right. And so that character, by the time I was getting really, like really up there, um, was just ridiculous with the sneak attack. And I remember yeah. at one point, I um, I was like, I like just was, there was no way I wasn't making my stealth checks every time. Like I could roll a two and make my stealth check, no matter what yeah. how high it was. And so I ended up uh, getting sneak attack on a guy, critting that roll, and I was already at that point I was already already rolling five d six for my sneak attack. Mm-hmm. So then it's like double that. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I just fucked this guy in one turn. Like, yeah. And he didn't even see it coming. Mm-hmm. So like, there's potential for it to be fucking broke. Oh, dude. And especially because, like, I had a um, a feat that came with, like, my class as, like, a... Because I was a um, hobgoblin. Okay. So I had a feat where I could do um, an additional attack if I just... Like, cause, so I did that, and then I could... After, if my first attack hits, I could do another roll to get, basically, an extra 2d6 damage. Oh, shit. Every round. Yeah. And so I was like, dude, this is fucking lit. Yeah. And so it was contingent upon, there's no modifier for that second attack. It would just make a roll. Yeah. If you make it, then you hit. And yeah. if not, you just don't get that extra damage. Yeah. That's a potential of like extra 12 damage on top of everything I was doing. I was like yeah. fucking people. Yeah, dude. Uh, but then in battle, I'm like, oh, there's no sneak attack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hiding behind my tank. Well, there, I mean. Well, for, I mean, you can, but for the most part, it's like. I think, isn't there a, um, I think. Later on, oh no, okay. See, I get them mixed up with fifth edition and three point five, right? So when I started playing D anD D, I started playing third edition uh, when I was twelve, and then a couple years after that, I started playing three point five. And three point five is my favorite edition of Dungeons and Dragons because it is so customizable. There's more math. But there's also, so, okay, so the cool thing about 5th edition D&D is they opened it up to the public again, uh, which is what they did with 3.5. And so really what that means is people can make classes and, like, send them to Wizards of the Coast or send them to a Reddit or something like that. And if Wizards of the Coast likes it, they will put it in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and fourth edition, they didn't do that. Also, fourth edition is hot garbage because <laughs> they were like, oh, people like World of Warcraft. We're going to make World of Warcraft, essentially. And I was like, okay, this fucking stop doing that. Just <laughs> go ahead and make fifth edition and, and fix this, which is what they did. And Jesus. then they opened it up to the public again. Um, so in 3.5, you had this like explosion of different characters and there was like books and books and books and books. So if you in 3.5 wanted to make a paladin, you know, you had your basic paladin shit and, and, um, the player's handbook and stuff like that. But then there was also a whole other book for paladins with all 
just like countless feats, like feats that you wouldn't have known about unless you bought the book. And so, and all of those were in PDF too. So you could just rip them all online. Online, yeah. And um, then in 3.5, and I don't know if they have it in fifth edition yet, but there were epic classes too. So once you hit level 20, you can pick uh, another class to switch into that's from level 20 to 30. Uh, it's like fucking taking you into like god tier. That's exactly what it was like. Yeah, um, I've heard about it. We never played it because we got to level twenty in our last campaign. But yeah, that's cool. Uh, I was in a campaign for almost two years or two years, and I got I had a beguiler, um, which in three point five, what a beguiler was was essentially a rogue that could cast illusionary magic. Right. And, like, none of their spells did damage, like, actual damage. Like, they had some spells that did overwhelm damage. And what overwhelm damage in 3.5 was is essentially, like, if somebody hit you in the head with, like, a headache, right? And the overwhelm damage, if it, uh, if you did enough overwhelm damage to knock someone unconscious, right? Like, say I do damage to your character, you only have five hit points left. And then my Beguiler hits you with five points of overwhelm damage. Instead of you dying, you go unconscious. But in D&D, you going unconscious is essentially you dying if you're an NPC. But the cool thing about Beguilers is every fourth level, (laughs) they got this feat called advanced learning. And so then you could go, like, say you got advanced learning at whatever level and you could pick a fifth-level spell. Well, you could go to the Sorcerer, Wizard, uh, or Warlock, and, or, and I believe Bard as well, and pick a level five spell. Just from any of those. Jeez. Just any fucking thing you wanted. So <laughs> every time I picked a, da- a spell that would do actual damage. Yeah, because so, why not? Yeah, because, like, I mean, to me, like, my character... <laughs> His name was Ganon Ringard, but my entire party, for no shit, a year and a half knew him as Jack Oliver. I'd lied you about, me about it. You told me about You talked about that in the last episode. That yeah. You uh, think you talked to the DM out of game, right? And yeah. You oh, kind of filled him every in Every week, it. texting, just like, okay, right. here's what I'm doing behind my That's party's back. fucking crazy. Because my entire party was like either like neutral or good. And that right. was it. My character was chaotic evil for months and nobody knew <laughs> because I did all the chaotic stuff like away from everybody else. Right. Like, from, a, you know, with a different name. And like if somebody found out in the party whose name that was, they'd be like, we got to fucking find this dude. I'm like, for sure we got to find this guy. Shit. And then would help lead them on this like <laughs> goose chase essentially. I would have been mad as hell at yeah. you after. And my character like was the leader of the Thieves Guild in Tolis. <clears throat> I had killed the old leader of the Thieves Guild after, um, like, this attack happened in Tolis and, like, the Thieves Guild got destroyed and I took it over, essentially. Uh, I found this family called the Balthazars who were, like, essentially the mob. And so they dealt in slave trade, um... Uh, like drugs, all this kind of stuff. They were like really shitty people. So I infiltrated that place 
uh, infiltrated the family, married <laughs> the like leader's wife or uh, daughter, killed her brother, then killed her father, and became the head of the family, second only to her, and um, like got rid of like slave trade and stuff like that. We still did like still sold drugs and stuff, but you know, I was just like, we're not selling people anymore. This <laughs> we have a standard here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know I've killed your family, but I mean, <laughs> other than her, we sister, can't be doing, sla- we can't be slaving. Yeah. But yeah, everyone in the party just like knew me as Jack Oliver until they figured out that like, I straight up told them because like my character was chaotic evil. I wanted to no longer be chaotic evil. Um, and I had gone and got this like possessed demon armor that was like plate armor, but it was mithril. So it counted as medium armor. So I wouldn't take any penalties for like, you know, all my yeah. rogue shit. Sick. It had you like, don't roll at disadvantage on right. stealth checks. It had these like black bat wings and it was super tight. That's right. Lit. Thing is it was possessed by a demon who, like, I have to roll to not do the terrible things that it told me to do. And for a long time, I just did whatever. Like, I wouldn't roll. It would just be like, hey, we should go kill some people tonight. And so I literally, (laughs) I jacked the ripper that bitch. And, like, until, like, magical, like, police were like, all right, who is doing this? And then eventually I was like, man, I, just, I really got You had it. to out yourself. I remember you told us yeah, that. Yeah, and I That's found so crazy. the only person in the party that I knew could kill me uh, because she was a ranger. And in 3.5, rangers are fucking cuckoo bananas. Like, they do way too much damage. And she had a whole, like, battalion, essentially, of, like, these ranger druids. So I was like, I need you to ambush me. <laughs> and she was like... What are you saying? I'm like, this armor is possessed by a demon. All those murders are me. Like, my name is actually come this. clean everything. Yeah. <laughs> and she was like, what She was like, what the, the fuck, fuck, dude? Yeah. And uh, the entire party was just like, I don't think we're ever going to be able to In trust shock. you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. How good they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I did. That's amazing. You should have got a point of inspiration for that. Oh, for your character. Dude. But, I mean, I did my best to try and, like, bring him back and like eventually got to like true neutral. Um, oh, okay. Had a lie. happy ending. But I did lie one last time to everybody else because <laughs> everybody wanted to uh, ascend into godhood, right? And so I was like, okay, that's cool and everything, but like I'm not going to get any more. Like I have so much power down here. Why the fuck would I give it up just right. to like start the grind again as a god? So while everyone else, like, I knew where the fountain of youth was. So I swam in it. And then as our characters grew older and older and older, I mean, I've been, my character was a rogue since day one. So I knew all about disguise. So I disguised myself every single day to age with everybody else. And then once everybody else died, I was still kicking it for like years until I like bestowed like the thieves guild and everything to uh, my wife's sister, who is now the leader of the thieves guild in every single D and D campaign that I run. And then my character like ascended to godhood and became like the um, 
god of just chaos, not like good or evil or just like straight chaos. That's crazy. Yeah. That and is so, so lit. Yeah. So when I play D&D like, and everyone's like looking for gods and stuff like that, I'm like, there's also another god called Ring who is the god of chaos. And if you go to his plane of existence, shit gets fucking bananas. That's so but, awesome, man. Yeah. Isn't that, it's just like, I don't understand how people can knock it because like it's so fun and it's so like, there's so many like things you can do. You can do literally anything. It's awesome. And like you were you saying want. earlier about like how people were like posting shit like online and coming up with stuff. Like that's actually mm-hmm. how I found we like me and the DM built like the mechanics of how my gun would work in our campaign mm-hmm. based off of like people were already like if you've thought of something, someone's already thought of it and put it on the internet. Yeah. So like there was a whole Reddit thread of like, what if uh my character's name's Gene Starwind? Yeah. So they're like, what if Gene Starwind's um, uh, caster was in D&D? How would you roll that up? Yeah. And so so they had, like, this whole thread of people just, like, workshopping, like, well, you know, you can't break the game. You got to do this, that, this, that, and the other. So, like, yeah. I sent them that, and then on top of, like, features of, like, the gun and, like, the character and everything. And so. Well, now there's an arcane gunslinger that's actually, yeah. like, legit, too. I have some. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw that shit, I was like, "No, dude, what? That's gonna be so broken. The <laughs> last thing that gunslingers need is fucking magic." But I mean, it's pretty I bet lit. It rules. I uh, I enjoy it. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Um, that's amazing, dude. Yeah, so I, I man, I've had so much fun just like getting to know the game and like yeah. learning the mechanics and like building the story, man, and getting mm-hmm. into like playing the character and stuff. Yeah. And I know it's like some people think it's like. Like odd, just because like they've never done it, but it's just yeah. like it's so fun. You can literally do whatever you want. The way I like described it to somebody who didn't understand, because what I, I don't know if I told you this, but that campaign that I was telling you about, like the last thing is, we had four people, right? It was me, my girlfriend at the time, uh, my other buddy, and his girlfriend at the time, and then our DM. Me and my girlfriend at the time broke up a year in to the game. We took one week off and played it again, like continued playing. And then my friend, him and his girlfriend broke up. We took one week off and continued <laughs> like to a play. a week of mourning? Like, yeah, we were just like, uh, it'd be, actually, I don't even think me and my girlfriend at the time took a break. Like, I'm pretty sure we played that week and they wanted a, a week off. But it's like, and and I had to just like tell somebody like that story, and she was like, "How is that game so like important to you that like this girl that you dated for like <laughs> almost two years, like you you guys like continue to play? Like, how is it that important?" And I guess like the only thing I could think of was like she was really into like Game of Thrones, you know? And I was like, "Okay, well." you know how you really like Game of Thrones? She was like, yeah. I was like, okay, so imagine that you're dating somebody, right? And you start Game of Thrones, episode one, season one. She's like, okay. I was like, you know how much you like it? Well, imagine if you get to choose what your favorite character in Game of Thrones does. And she was like, that's cool. And I was like, yeah. And then imagine you get to do that every week. And you play this, or like you watch Game of Thrones for seasons and seasons. And then whoever you're watching Game of Thrones with you guys break up. Are you going to tell me that you wouldn't watch Game of Thrones <laughs> next week? 
and be able to control your character in Game of Thrones. And, that is such a good explanation. And they were like, I guess you're right. Like, <laughs> fucking exactly. Ex- Goddamn yeah. right, I'm right. Yeah, totally. But that's true, man. For real. What's fine. So you're talking about how your DM is has a sadistic side. Oh yeah, he totally. Man, yeah, it's yeah. just funny things. He'll just roll dice. We'll be like, uh, he'll be like, you know, you were walking or whatever. He's like, um, do you guys want to like continue this way or go that way? And we'll say, oh, we'll go this way. Mm-hmm. He just rolls some dice. He's like, okay. And we're like, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And then sometimes he'll what like, do do? when he does, when he's dealing damage, he'll just keep rolling dice. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, it was just six damage. And I'm like, <laughs> Ooh. wow. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days he's going to roll and you're like, man, he's just rolling. <laughs> 60 damage. 60 damage. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, our DM for not uh, not Icosalypse because I was the DM of that. The one we were doing before, <laughs> <laughs> the one we were doing before, I did. I was DMing Icosalypse. Um, that's when I was playing as Ludo Glogheart, my gunslinger, right? And I based him off of like the game Bloodborne. Uh, so it's just like he was like a Victorian, just like. He was like 55 years old, a male, super tall, like fancy ass dude, like cool trench coats and shit, weird guns. So, but before that, I was in a game with the same DM. Like, okay, me and Jeff were playing D&D. He was my DM. uh, And I... It was the first time I rolled a rogue in 5th edition. So I just went straight, like, rogue, and I went as a trickster rogue because I thought that they would be, like, beguilers, and they weren't. I Trickster rogues suck to me. <laughs> uh, I just didn't like them. So I was like, man, I want to multi-class because I want to do magic. So I made, uh, I multi-classed him into... Um, uh, warlock, and his name was Walter Balthazar, which is the same last name. Yeah, of that uh, family. Yeah. Uh, and he, <laughs> when I found out that I could worship Cthulhu as oh, a... That's like right up your alley, dude. Uh, yeah, as a warlock, I was all in, instantly we instantly went chaotic evil, was murdering people all the time. <laughs> like... Just murdering blatantly people. just killing, murdering. killing people with magic. Like, and I found this book that was like, okay, if you read this book, there's a chance, like, this whole book is filled literally to the brim with souls of like old heroes that like you when you read the book, you have to make a wisdom check. And if you fail it, you will get possessed by one of the spirits in this book. And I was like, rad thing is that book was strong as fuck and there was crazy ass spells i killed like 30 people and 10 horses just by reading a spell and i was like this fucking rules fucks, and my dude. entire party was just like you have got to give that book back what no that's not, just, what do you mean <laughs> they were like you were just I killing just kill people. people yeah well they were good people they were with us well they were dead now <laughs> yeah they're dead now it's fine <laughs> i was like hey man hey, why give me like 10 levels my... and i'll bring them right back this is what it's i okay. want to do okay this is me expressing yeah. myself in D and D. I want to kill all these people. The thing is, I would find like quote unquote peasants that are just in the city, right? <laughs> oh, 
base stats for everybody that's just a person is 10. Right. Plus zero. <laughs> so um, I would just give that book to people. Just like, hey, you should read this. It's a really oh good book. God. You were just like causing <laughs> havoc. Dude, it was rough. You should it read this. It was rough. You like, your DMs like, oh, I can't believe they weren't just like, fuck you, dude. I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah, well, <laughs> he was just like, me and the DM, like I told my DM, Jeff, I was like, I am well aware that this, my character is going to end with my party killing me. And I'm totally fine with that. They never did. They never kept me in check to the point where I killed somebody in our party. Jesus. Yeah, because he was gonna, he was trying to stop me, and I killed him, and it was brutal. It was super mean. I did it anyway because I was super in the zone. It was just like, you come at me, I will kill you. That's just good like, role playing. Just because a point of inspiration for yeah. you there. And he was a bard, and bards are super powerful. But like, uh one of the characters that we were playing with was very much on my side. He was an old evil sorcerer. So we cast hold person on him and I was a rogue with sneak attack and coup de gras killed him. Jesus. It was rough. It was really bad. I don't um, know. Mad as fuck. Yeah. If it happened to me. The thing is too, is there was relics all over the game. Right. And that book was one of them. There was like the super sick sword. There was this, uh, eye, and this eye, when you put it in, it literally replaced your eye. Your eye was destroyed. This eye was in your face now. And every morning when you would wake up, you had a new alignment. <laughs> so I was chaotic to the point Jesus. where no one knew what version of me they were going to be getting because of this eye. It's like my mom. <laughs> Never knew how she was going to react every day. And I could rage once a day. With this eye. Jesus. As a warlock. As a warlock slash rogue. So I could like use rage and do extra sneak attack. <laughs> My mom also raged once a day. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, so blah, blah, blah. This character is really bad, right? Super bad <laughs> blah, guy. Blah, blah. <laughs> I started a church of Cthulhu underneath a church that I bought after I saved the city and killed a bunch of people in it. But I was like, hey, I saved the city though. And they're like, uh, you did. Cool, thank you. Uh, and I just had this <laughs> evil-ass church underneath, like, a regular church. So, yeah, this character is real bad. Um, so then we, when we played in a different campaign where I made my gunslinger, there was, like, tales about this, like, evil-ass warlock, like, to the south, like, living in these mountains. In the new, the, the other campaign? Yeah, in so the campaign after this. Jeff wrote it back in? Yeah. That's he, amazing. It took place, I think it was 10 or 20 years after our last campaign, and Walter Balthazar, my character, who I forgot to mention, had made friends with a whole fuckload of mind flares. Like, I killed two people. I didn't kill them. I held personed them and wanted to talk to these mind flayers. And I was like, well, they're going to just want to eat my brains. So I'm going to hold person on both these two people and present them yeah, fresh ass brains people. to be able to talk to them. Super worked. Uh, super worked. Super worked. They had taken over this like whole dwarven like colony, like city inside of this, um, inside of these mountains and they had, like, turned all of these, like, dwarves, like, they were all just, like, essentially just, like, emotionless dwarves. And there was, like, this resistance. 
of like 20 dwarves that were like, we got to, you know, we got to kill these mind flayers, blah, 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 blah. Well, they knew what like inn we were going to stay in and they slipped a letter to us, but I walked in first and found the letter, pocketed it, told no one about it. And one of the players in our campaign was a dwarf that was friends with them. Jesus. And I totally gave that letter to the mind flayers <laughs> and it was the location of the resistance and it just like they just my god murdered them that's it incredibly was, awesome yeah it was super rough but yeah that character was like running around in our newer campaign and that's so awesome when they like re yeah reintroduce stuff like that because our our dm has um we like give him our character sheets after we're done with the campaign and mm-hmm. he's like hey you never know when these guys might make another appearance Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, dude. That is so much fun. Um, fun. We, uh, one other thing um, that we do that I was going to talk to you about to see if you had any experience with it was like, we have a um, crit success and crit fumble table. Uh-huh. So like- if You guys I, use the table? If if we roll like a one, if we crit fail- Okay. We have to roll a D100- and then find the corresponding like thing that happens. Yeah, and some of them have super fucked us. <laughs> yeah, I have never used the table, so anytime we do, it was like a sorry not to interrupt, no, but it fine. was like a thing. It was some random. It was not like from the book or anything. Uh-huh. It's some random shit that our DM found online. Yeah, and it, I'm like, what the fuck? I like we literally never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, um, I know that the. Like, I've heard of that table before, though, from, like, listening to other D&D podcasts. Like, there's this podcast, if, like, any of your listeners are, like, interested in a D&D podcast to listen to, listen to Murder Dice. Like, they are, like, quote-unquote friends of mine. Like, I've never met them, but, like, I found their podcast when it was, like, they had, like, 10 episodes. And I would, like tweet at them and shit like that and be like, dude, this is fucking dope. Like you guys are the <laughs> right. best and like talk to them, you know, and they're all super great. Their DM is incredible. Like awesome. he is so good. Like he's like, he was like really into, apparently he was like really into vampire, the masquerade and shit. So like everything's so dark and like <laughs> it is fucking that's awesome. Like go check that podcast out. No, like, that's awesome. Oh, it is so much. It's fun. like it's crazy what like the difference like a great DM will make in your game. Cause Huge like difference. I don't know. He's never like just been like no. Like when we try to do something, yeah, within reason, yeah. But like Can even I do this even dumbass like, thing, well, roll the dice, bro. Well, that, yeah, like yeah. even like the ridiculous stuff that we try. He's like, oh, you're gonna make some rolls, yeah. but like I remember one in like the campaign that we did with the with the um, the monsters mm-hmm. was like. We were getting fucked by these um, scorpions. Yeah. I might have told this story last time. I can't remember, but we were getting just royally fucked by these scorpions. And I was like, listen, <laughs> I'm tired of taking like three hits of damage every time. Like, yeah. pincer, pincer, stinger. I was like, can I? I'm going to, I want to roll to jump on the back of this scorpion mm-hmm. and uh, cut its tail off. Oh, yeah. He's like, okay. It's a well, called shot. You got to, yeah. Yeah. Like, you got to make some rolls. Yep. So I ended up having to do a check to get on, like acrobatics check to get on. Yep. An acrobatics check to keep my balance. Yeah. 
and then an athletics check to get to the right spot mm-hmm. to like get to basically square up to cut the tail. Yeah. And then I had to make my hit. Yeah. Like the roll to hit. Yeah. So those first, like the first three, it was all like 19s and 20s. Nice. And it was like 19. Like it was like, that was the, that was the AC I needed to hit. Oh, so yeah. So I was like, I like 19, 19, 19 somehow. Jesus. And I'm like, how the fuck? Yeah. And then he's like, well, like, dude, you hit it this far. You got to roll to hit. Yeah. Roll to hit. And I critted. Fuck yeah, And, like, dude. we're, like, in the middle of my... Fr- I mean, we're just... It's, like, plastic figures on a table. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, you would have thought we won the fucking Super Bowl. We were, oh, like, dude. oh! Like, we, like, yeah. yelled, like, oh! Yeah. He's, like, all right, man. Like, you yeah. freaking, like, take a swing and cut his fucking tail up. This is crazy. Yeah, dude. And, like, completely changed, like, our whole... Because we were getting fucked. Yeah. And, it like, we were all, like, fucking jacked yep. up after that. And we are just, like, shitting on him. Like, we ended up... Pull, turning the battle around and yeah. like pulling it out. But it was like, dude, we still like talk about that, like yeah. that one like yeah, series because it was just fucking crazy. That shit's so fun. And like people who don't play will like never understand that. That's nah, true. You know? Which is fine. It's totally oh, yeah, fine. It's, which is cool. But yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just like dice and plastic figures on the board, but it's like all in everybody's head and everybody will always imagine it. It's a it's certain cool way. And it. it's yeah. just like, yeah, that's why it's, like, to me, it's the perfect game. Like, and it will always be, like, even shitty, shitty, shitty 4th edition D&D. It's still better than, like, almost any video game that you yeah. can play. Because, like, Cause you the, know. the the uh, It's limitless, the possibilities. Yeah. Like, yep. you can literally do whatever you want. Yeah, it's awesome. Any Like, anytime anyone talks to me about, like, wanting to start d and I'm just like... All right, I've got a fuckload of dice. If you need any you dice, definitely you know. should. <laughs> I, I got some books if you need. Like, that's I'm awesome. gonna give you all the tools <laughs> that I have for you to play this game. Like, because it's just the best. Like, right on, man. I gave like a friend of mine's son a set of dice. Like, literally, just the other day, he was like, "Man, I really need to get some dice. I want to play D and D." And I was like. Oh, I've got like sixty sets in my car right now. <laughs> I got now. you, fam. Yeah, and I like walked in with this giant bag of dice and like tossed it on the table. I'm like, there's like a few sets in there that you cannot have because they are mine. But other than that, fucking go nuts. That's awesome. Yeah, but it's fun, dude, for sure. Well, I'd definitely be remiss, man. Like, I lo- definitely love talking about D and D, but I definitely don't want to miss the opportunity to talk to you about um, the ongoing project you're working on, uh, Creepos Creep Show. Yeah. So I don't think it, you were super far in whenever I first had you on. Yeah. Like, I think it was pretty recent. So yeah. I wanted to talk to you about how that's going, man, and how everything's looking and, like, you know, what you're looking to do. I know you've gotten to do some really cool stuff with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to your episode when you guys um, got invited to, like, a film festival. and like Yeah, we got invited to Red Dirt Film it's Festival. It's awesome, man. Um, like, talk about that project, man, and yeah. how that's kind of progressed since the last time we had you on. Um, well, we were talking before the show. And I guess I'll preface this with, like, I've been in bands, right, since I was, like, my first show, I was driven there, from like, by my grandpa. Like, <clears throat> I was 15, playing in this little, like, record shop. Just, and it was so fucking fun. It was so much fun. Um, I've been playing music forever, and, like, I've been in a lot of bands. Like, I've been on tour, like, and that shit is super great. I love it. 
nothing that I have done, like, in the past, like, compares to this, you know? Um, it's so much fun. Uh, I'm super fortunate to have found, like, like, really just, like, to have connected with the people that I get to do the show with. So Jordan was on Icosalypse with me. I have known Jordan, like, a year, you know? Like, a year and some change. <laughs> like, that is it. And, but with, like, Icosalypse, Jordan was, like, my go-to dude if there was something that had to get done that I couldn't do. And so he was, like, like 100% super reliable. Um, and finding somebody like that just alone in life, not even in podcasting, but in life, being able to find somebody like that is like, holy shit, okay, awesome. It's not all on me anymore. Like, I know I can count on this, at least one other person to get this done. Um, and then Brian, I've known Brian for like five years. Brian owned uh, and ran Empire Strikes. Like, it used to be like barely down the street from where we're recording this right now. Like, uh, where Pizza 23 is, Empire Strikes is in that same building. And I went in there to like buy fucking like e cigarette juice. You know what I'm saying? Like, something <laughs> fucking lame. And right. <laughs> then we started talking because he had like a, a vape shop connected to the comic shop. And then we started talking about comics, and he was like, you know, I have a comic shop, right? And I was like, no shit, where? And he was like, right fucking there. Like, <laughs> like two steps away, my guy. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, what? <laughs> so, like, I would, you know, I would go there after work, like, not even to buy comics, really. Just I mean, chill. I did buy comics, but, like, there was definitely times when I just went there to go, you know? And, like, uh, his kids would be up there, and we'd play fucking Street Fighter Four, just, like, on... Xbox, just like while people are buying comics, just like hanging out, shooting the shit. And um, up there, I met Camille, um, Brian's wife, and like she was super rad, but like that was the only time that I'd ever met her, right? Like that's it. And then once Jordan and I did that like 45 second, like 45 second, 45 <laughs> minute episode, just like out of the blue. Um, about Rob Zombie, like you can actually go listen to that episode right now if yeah. you want. Um, yeah, it's on there. Uh, and he hated like, that shit. Yeah, he, Jordan hated Rob Zombie, <laughs> hated him. And like, I haven't watched those movies in a long time, but I'm still gonna say I love him because I spent way too much time <laughs> watching, not watching those movies to say otherwise. Right. Um, but we did that once, and then we were like, dude. We gotta drop the shit we're doing. Yeah, like now. we've got something here. Like we, yeah, we have to do this. And so, I like, I called up Brian. I hadn't talked to him in a while, and I was like, "Dude, would you want to do this podcast with us?" Like, told him the idea for it. He and Camille had tried to do it before, and were like super on board. And like, I wanted to ask them because like they ran a fucking comic shop. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, they know how to like. At least they know how to run a business and they love spooky shit and I know they can get the fucking job done too. And so, like, we recorded our first episode at a shitty little, 
like office building and we we're like, all right, like this is, this is something for sure, you know? And like, we all get along super, super well. We all became super close friends so fast, just like out of our love for like, like horror movies and just like dumb shit like that. And like all of us being able to rely on one of another, like rely on one another and know that we can depend on each other to like make the show happen. And if like somebody's like, if somebody's like slacking, you know, be like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> get your shit together. Like, either like get your shit together or do you need me to do this yeah, thing? Like, are you like, good? Everybody cares. Yeah. And it, like, that's another thing too, is like on emotion, like on an emotional level too. Like everyone's just like super nice to one another. Like, cause we're all just friends now too. So yeah. It's very cool, man. A couple weeks into recording this show, we get asked um, to go to Red Dirt Film Festival in Stillwater. <laughs> and we were like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just funny too. I'm not trying to interrupt. No, but it's, no. Uh, it's funny because the episode you guys are all, you're like, uh, yeah, well, we came here to this like... <laughs> Yeah, not like you're writing it off or anything, but you're just like, dude, I can't fucking believe that they invited us to come do this. Exactly. This is awesome. <laughs> How I felt so okay. So there was like a party beforehand, right? Iron Monk sponsored the event. There was a bunch of fucking like wine, beer, and food. Some beers. And I walked in there, and I was just like, so all of these people here have like done short films, and have entered them into this. And I'm literally like, I am the asshole that judges all of these people on my show. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I was really hoping that that's not the mentality that people would have towards us. It's like, Oh, here's some fucking podcasters, you know, just like shitting on our <laughs> yeah, projects. Yeah, exactly. And the opposite happened. Everyone was so nice. Like everyone was super cool. We watched so many like great, indie films, like short films and like feature length films. Like it was so fun. And just like kicking in Stillwater was cool. We got this like shout out to Camille. She got us the dopest Airbnb I have ever stayed at. <laughs> we walked in dude. And there's like this crocheted like picture of a queen knighting someone. And I was like, what? I'm all in. Dude. That's amazing. I'm all in the biggest, like solid wood table ever. I was like, these motherfuckers play games. That's, on I was just about hard. to say, that's a D and D table. Not only that, they fucking LARP dude. What? That's like, amazing. Like this the armory or something. Yes. What? Yes. I was just kidding, dude. <laughs> oh my God. So, um, Old dude's wife, like, makes, like, ornate, beautiful, hand-sewn costumes. Jesus. She She's like a, is killer. Like a freaking seamstress. Yeah. That's 100%. Amazing. He smiths weapons. What? This guy sounds amazing. He smiths. This freaking couple sounds crazy. Dude, they were the coolest, dude. <laughs> like, we drank so much wine and just ran around the house just like, everything here is dope. Like... <laughs> And like, uh, 
Yeah, he took us to his fucking like shop that's like on his property. And normally, if someone's like, "Hey, um, do you want to see my like gr- like my detached garage from my house?" Yeah, that's a little sus. You no. watch enough horror movies to exactly. know exactly. <laughs> like, I know how this ends, and no, I don't. But this dude, I was like, "You got enough fucking swords and shields on your wall? Of course, I want to see what this is like, dude." So sick. That's amazing. It was so. We had such a good time. Uh, it was a blast, man. And like Ryan and I what got a cool to opportunity. Announce, yeah, Ryan and I got to announce like the winner of the best thriller, which uh, wow was Harvesters. Uh, it's actually on Amazon. If oh, anyone cool. wants to go watch it, um, it was pretty good. And that's uh, made by like someone in Oklahoma, or yeah, I uh, Nick or in the region or something. Nick something. I'll have to like. Let you know. I yeah, can't no remember. But, um, yeah, I mean, there was, we had a lot of fun, dude. Um, and the fact that we were just asked, like, was insane. And then the fact that when I said yes, they were like, really? Like, we're so excited to have you. I'm like, why? You're like, what the fuck? I'm yeah. excited to be here. Like, I'm so stoked. Like, this is going to be great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, we're on, like, I don't know when this will air, but we've... Broke 30 episodes, which is nice. We come out with episodes every single week. And to me, like, my favorite episode we just did, like, two weeks ago. You know, it's just, like, there's still so much room to grow. We've got a Patreon up now that has, um, like, videos. There's, like, two videos up right now. And then um, I've written some short stories. And there's some, like, short episodes that are, like, Brian reading my short stories like in like a cool voice essentially right. like voice acting him yeah which was which is fun um just like small stuff like that for like a dollar for like you know like little shit like that but then like we have uh an episode where we talk about Marble Hornets which was it like came out like 3 days after like the first appearance of Slenderman on the internet, like in general. And this kid and his friends like made this whole YouTube series that was still in like the early days, essentially of like the internet and stuff like that is what it felt like where like, it's just like entries and like of this dude finding this guy's tapes who was making this movie and now he's gone missing and like, you're just like watching every episode and like, they just get more and more fucked up. Ugh. And it had so much potential and it sucked so much ass, dude. The end of that series, I was so mad. Oh dude. man. Like Camille and I like blasted through 138 episodes in two days. What? <laughs> and just for the worst ending, I, dude, what a we bummer. Were, we, yeah. But you know, like that's the kind of stuff that we do. It's like, like, we really want the show to be good, like, to the point of, like, you know, I've slept less in the past three months than I have, like, my whole <laughs> life, you know. Uh, but we love doing it, you know. Um, and it's gotten us to the point where, like, I guess I can probably start talking about this now, like, actually talking about it. Uh, we're shooting for June 15th to be the first out of just two days we're uh, filming a movie. Right. Um, it's going to be 10 to 12 minutes long. And it's the sh- first, like, f- like filmmaking experience I've ever had. Um, and 
I wrote the story, um, and but the movie essentially is written by my friend Kyle, uh, Kyle Dickinson, who filmed his full-length movie last year called Cigarettes for Breakfast that's like in post right now. And it's going to be sick. Um, I was in it as an extra, and that's, which is like how I was like, man, I think I can do this. Like, <laughs> nice. You know, like I really would like to try and do something like this. And like a couple months ago, I hit up Kyle with this story, and then he wrote a fucking script. <laughs> and we had our first rehearsal last week, and it went incredibly well, like to the point of disbelief on my end. <laughs> I can't believe it's coming together. Yeah, like, man, Kyle killed it with the cast. um, And I'm just really excited. Camille's doing special effects for it, um, which is insane because, like, like, she's taken, like, the drive that we all have for Creepos and just pooled it into doing special effects makeup, which just means that, like, at first it was good, and now it's just, like, Jesus this is awesome. That's crazy. You know? uh, That's legit, dude. Yeah. There's You're going to be in the red dirt next time. Um, sh- well, I want to be. That would be tight. Yeah, it would be super tight to like... Freaking full circle, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be fun. Um, just got a lot of work ahead, but it's all just like cool shit that, I've, that I really want to see get done. And what's nice is I've accidentally found a way to surround myself with people that give as much of a damn as I do about yeah. any of this stuff, you know? That's and great, man. I, I feel people super behind fortunate. You. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. But Creepos awesome, is doing man. good. Yeah, Creepos is a great show. Um, if I could be so bold as to suggest some of my favorite episodes. Um, Laron, best voice in the game. Oh. Chapman. <laughs> yeah, Is that dude. that name, Chapman? Yep. No, you uh, nailed it. That is actually his full name. <laughs> he literally sounds like God himself. Yeah. And um, I'm freaking pissed at him because um, he picked the movie that I would want to do if I ever came on the show. Hereditary so I was like, damn it. Slaps, dude. So that's and I, a, want, I want you on the show. We've talked about it before. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's in dude, the works, y'all. It is. It is super in the works. Um the, when I was talking to you about being on the show, we were also talking to two other people from Red Dirt, one of which lives in New York, who comes down to Oklahoma. And, um, like, it's just like, fuck, how are we going to get all this shit done? <laughs> no, how yeah, are we I feel get you, all this dude. Stuff done? Hey, I'll be here, though. So yeah, I'll, I'll I mean, mind waiting for a minute. Yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> you let me know. Like, what I, I know you have ideas for movies and. We're going to get you on the show. It's going to be good. <laughs> I love that episode, though. That's a great episode. Um, great takes all around on that yeah. one. The Void was a good one. I think I talked to you about that. I'd never seen that movie. And yeah, then, you text me like the day after it came out. Yeah. And you're like, bro. And I'm like, bro. <laughs> I was like, I've never seen this. And I just, because I think it happened to be on Netflix or something. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah, dude. <laughs> and so that movie's pretty nuts. Uh, and then, uh, man, what was the other one I was going to say? Oh, Event Horizon. Yeah, dude. Um, God damn. That movie does not get enough like love, dude. Yeah. And that movie is bananas. Mm-hmm. That movie is so really, those are, really those good. Those are three of my favorite episodes. If you guys ever want to uh, want like recommendations of like, you know, what's something, because, you know, a lot of people like kind of know my taste and stuff. Yeah. So if you kind of like, you know, have the same taste as me, check 
check one of those episodes out. You're definitely bound to like at least one of them for yeah. sure. And then there's a bunch of, I mean, you guys have done shitload like of episodes now. If you like The Void, you have to like Event Horizon. Like, uh, yeah. They like I would say go that. I mean, I like hand. both of those movies, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, a lot of dark shit and tentacles and shit. So, I mean, like, <laughs> you got to like them both, I'm right. sure. And then Hereditary is just a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Hereditary is so good. Like, I've heard, yeah, dude. <laughs> I've heard people complain about the ending. And I thought that ending was fucking perfect. Bananas, bro. When she was like cutting her own head off, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, dude, fucking flossing her face off, man. I about shit myself. Yeah, dude. Ugh. When she was like beating her head on the ceiling, I was yeah. like, Jesus. Dude. That's and then the- all those naked people around that you don't notice at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck, dude. that creeped me out. Um, The ending of that was like really in a weird way, like... And my friends make fun of me for bringing shit up like this up <laughs> as much as I do. It's really Robert Chambers esque because like the King in Yellow. So when you see like that mannequin and like hurt like the girl's head on the mannequin with like the the crown, yeah, like the little it's uh, all, shrine. It, yeah, it's all yellow, and like it's uh, I don't know, man. It was just like glorious to me. It's just like, dude there's no better way for this to end than a bunch of just like naked people fucking around this fucking altar, dude. It's just like, (laughs) this fucking rules, man. This shit was insane. And so the way that I can, like, I feel like there's like a small gauge for me that goes into play with like horror movies. Like if I want one of the main characters or like one of the quote unquote, like survivors to die. Like if I'm like, rooting for these characters to die, it's probably a bad movie. Just because, <laughs> like, you, like, there's got to be a reason for you to be there. Right. Like, you have to be able to put yourself in this position, you know, instead of just, like, because a lot of the time when that's the case, like, the, you know, writer or director has just made these characters just completely unlikable to the point where it's like, yeah, I want to see you and the girl that you have sex with in the scene to like get a fucking javelin through the chests fucking Friday the 13th style. <laughs> I sincerely yeah, hope this. I hate your characters. It's like, okay, somebody, somebody made a bad character. But in Hereditary, the boy who is like constantly just harassed uh, and just like going through the worst thing ever. I wanted him to die and not for that reason. It was just like, Put him out of his fucking misery. Exactly. Like, you sweet, sweet boy. Like, (laughs) you don't deserve this. Like, you need an out. Dude, that part in the, uh, when he's at school? Yeah, dude. And the reflection smiling at him? Yeah. And he breaks his own nose? I'm like, fuck. Dude, you know what fucked me up? The dream that he was having? Where's the paint thinner? We're like, yeah, they're like, He's yelling, and then she's yelling, and then he's yelling, and then his mom's yelling, but she's wet. And I was like, is she sweating? And then it's back on him, and he's sweating is what I thought. That's what I thought, too. And then it's like, no, that's kerosene. I'm like, oh, no, dude. That this shit is crazy. rough, man. Like, oh, that movie's so good. It, it's one of the scariest movies, like, was, I think I've seen. I thought it was time. really great, yeah. It was, it was great. I love that episode, too. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, yeah. man, for sure. I, uh, man, I'm just, just want to give you a shout out for, you know, sticking with it. Like, cause I know how hard it is like doing it day in and day out. Yeah. And, uh, it's just badass to see like 
pounding out the episodes and I just love it. And yeah. So that's cool, man. I gotta give you props for sure. Well, dude, same to you, man. It's it's great to like see people in the community like legitimately like doing shit that they care about, you know, and like that's one of the main reasons and I've brought it up before, so I'm not gonna harp on it too much, but it's the reason why I like living here, man, is like, you know, you can live anywhere if you want, I guess, you know, like I know plenty of people <laughs> right. that like, are like, Oh, there's nothing to do here. I'm going to move somewhere else. It's like, then just fucking, if there's nothing to do here, which there's plenty to do here, shut the fuck up. Uh, do it here. If it's not here already, you do it. Yeah. You like, can start it. Why are you going to move somewhere else where it's already been done? Like over and over and over again. You know, uh-huh. that's why I like, I love seeing it here. Like, I don't know. Just, People doing shit they like. Like, surround yourself with people that, like, want to do the same thing. Yeah. Just, like, make something cool. It's like, not hard to, when you get to looking, it's not hard to find people that like the same stuff that you'd like, man. It's, it's really not. And I feel like, though, it's harder to get stuff like this, like, just, like, podcasts or, like, a band or whatever. Like, the older you get, like, the less it's just, like... That's true. Like, all right, so... And I'm kind of dealing with this right now. Like, I want to start playing music again. And, like, the idea of it sounds great. And I know, like, once I start practicing with my buddy, like, I'm going to love it. It's that first practice. The get, yeah, the it's getting that, there. It's that first day, like, like you're comfortable, like, with what you're doing right now. You're comfortable with work. And you're like, man, I really just, like, I don't think I have the time. Or, like, you know, I don't know if I have the energy. Like, here's the thing. You do. Just go... Do the first thing. Just go do it once. <laughs> and if you fucking hate it, then you hate it. And that's fine. And you At least know. you did it. At least you tried, you know? But, and that's what I'm like trying to do right now. It's like, okay, I know I love playing music, but, you know, it's like I have two jobs and I, I do this podcast. And I'm like, we're constantly like, we're, if we're not watching something today, we're recording something tomorrow. Like, we're recording a video. We're doing something for the Patreon or something like that. But it's like, I know, I know I can squeeze in just mm, just one <laughs> two-hour practice once a week. I know I can do it. But in the back of my head, I'm like, do I need to do one more thing? Yeah. yeah. Do you? But, like, I'm 26. I can do one more thing? Yeah. I'm still young. That's you true, know? man. And, like, I can still do all this shit. It's just, like, how important is sleep, really? Right. At the end of the day. But I don't know. But, Yeah. I mean, it's always fun coming on here, though. This is yeah, my dude. second time. Only <laughs> my second time, but I know uh-huh. we said we were going to do like 45 minutes. I'm pretty sure we've already gone over that, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's whatever. Yeah, it's okay, man. I just, yeah, I don't know if we're going to break the record again or not. Or, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Um, man, I appreciate you taking the time to come chat with me. I definitely been wanting to catch up with you. and Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to doing more of these episodes where I like, you know, I love having people on and really getting into their, you know, getting into their background of like learning why they like some of the stuff that they like and, you know, what makes them tick. Mm-hmm. But it's cool to like follow up with people and be like, hey, you know, I knew you were working on that thing and I had you on to talk about it. But, yeah, you know, I just want people to know that I like give a shit about what they're working on. So like, yeah. man, I want to have you back on. Like, I want you to talk about all the cool shit you've gotten to do. See, that's the thing is I definitely know that, that you give a shit because I get texts from you every couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is like... <laughs> One of my favorite things. I'm just like, oh, like, because you know, like, <laughs> sometimes, like, in like situations like this, um, like, it's fun. Like, you know, we're doing a show, whatever. Like, it's fun, right? But it's, 
it seems kind of rare that like you go and do a show with somebody and you have fun, but then like you talk after. Because like when I would get texts from you, it's like, I feel like we're like kind of friends, you know? Because yeah, like man. we haven't like hung out, right, right, right. but like I wouldn't be mad if we did at all, <laughs> you know? It's just like, fuck yeah, dude. I ain't up? mad at it. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but you know, there's definitely been like occasions where you like, you know, hang out with somebody and then like quote unquote professional sense and like you guys like are fun and nice and polite and right, stuff, right. but it's like, all right, I'll see you never again. <laughs> you know? You like already know in the back of your head, like, we probably won't hang out again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's fun. Shit like this is fun. Yeah, man. Well, I hope you keep just keep it on, man. And it's awesome that to see like and it's cool because like when I had you on, it was like you've been grinding it out and getting episodes and then now it's like Got to be on the Red Dirt thing, and now you're doing your own movie, and it's like, fuck, man, this yeah. is really, like, going after it. That's awesome. I'm trying. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see. I mean, the doing Red Dirt was a blast. Yeah, that know? was really neat. I was like, dang. It was one of those things where it's like... It was big time. <laughs> it was... It's like, you know when you, like, when you know what you're doing is the right thing to be doing... It's like that was definitely one of those moments. For sure. Where it's like, okay, like, like, yeah, it's all fun, but like, fuck. Like, people actually like it. Like, yeah, which is man. rad. Like yeah. it was gonna happen regardless if people liked it or not. But <laughs> the fact that I know that people listen to it every week, it's like, all right, well, I'm gonna give you more than what I thought I was gonna give you. So that is cool because you see the like you could see the numbers, but then you still always have that like, damn, is anybody listening? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I don't think that ever quite goes away. Yeah. But yeah, Which man. is good. I mean, like, if you think that For people sure. are going to be listening, um, you might slack. Yeah. And, like, as soon as your shit starts slacking, people stop listening. Man. That's just, like, that's the world. You that's know, true. There's so many things for people to listen to. That, that is like, very true. You got to give people a reason to keep listening to you. So. Yeah, man. For sure. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Why don't you tell people where they can, like, keep up with you? And I'm sure you'll be posting about your projects and everything so yeah. they can stay up to date with everything. You got going on, plug like the show, plug your personal stuff, everything you got going on. So my personal, like, I don't really, I don't really do anything with Facebook. I'm on it. I scroll through people's walls. I silently judge all your posts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my Instagram is uh, at yondaddy is my Instagram. Uh, My Twitter handle is the same thing Um, for Creepos Creep Show. Our Instagram is at Creepos Creep Show. Our Facebook is at Creepos Creep Show. And then our Twitter is at Creepo Creep Show. Uh, we couldn't put the S because not enough. I wasn't allowed enough. Letters. Oh, yeah. Man, I hate that shit. Also, <laughs> no one does anything with us over Twitter. Like, if you only knew about Creepos Creep, Creepos Creep Show over Twitter, you would be like, no one gives a fuck. <laughs> we have like Dude. 14 followers or something. Because, like, I, I'm not going to be able to talk about the movie and right. like 120 characters or right. something like that. But yeah, I mean, like you can follow us on there too. You can listen to all of our episodes on iTunes, all of our episodes on Google Play and Spotify. Um, I think the only one that I know for sure we're not on is like Stitcher, which is a bummer because I know a lot of people use that, but we ain't there. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't finding us there. Yeah, but I, I know that all of you have Spotify, so you can listen to it on that. Yeah, so. that one's pretty cool. I actually yeah. never thought about that for podcasts, but it's like 
people already have a Spotify account. Yeah. So then they're just listening to podcasts on there. So it's like, uh, uh, I've never listened sense. to a single podcast on Spotify. I can't say that I have. I know that people do, but yeah. I don't. I don't do that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but it's there just in case you do. Um, the uh, we're still working on the uh, title of the movie right now. Um, we're gonna. I think we're once we start filming, we're gonna start trying to figure out what the feel of the movie. I'm gonna let, like we're gonna let the movie tell us what the title of it right. is. You know, yeah. like we have an idea. That makes we have sense. a placeholder right now, um, but. Yeah, if you follow me on any of the stuff, then I'll definitely let people know what it's called. Right now, Game Night is the uh, the quote unquote title for the working movie. title. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, man. Um, and we'll make a bunch of posts on that. Too. Right on, and everybody can stay up to date on that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, June fifteenth is when we're shooting for the first day of shooting, and we're doing. It's going to be ten ten to twelve minutes, two nights, one location, like. It's gonna be, it's gonna be scary as fuck. I hope that's, that's awesome. What we're shooting for, so. right on, man. Yeah. Looking forward to it for sure. Me too. Keeping up with everything. Yeah. Well. Um, well, yeah, man. Thanks again for coming through. Um, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, as always, guys. You can follow us on social media. That's Tunes Tunes Podcast T U N E S slash T O O N S. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.